If you need a new roof or a repair, Easton Roofing will take care of you. Estimates are always free and suggestions are built on integrity. Visit EastonRoofing.com for more information. Get back to business faster with Easton Roofing. Easton Roofing. Integrity matters. Welcome inside Chicken and Pickle in Overland Park, live on Sports Radio 810 WHB. It's the Kansas City Mavericks Coaches Show. I'm Alex LeMay, joined alongside Mavericks General Manager and Head Coach Tad O'Had and Assistant Coach Riley Weslowski. And guys, it's been a great week for the Mavericks. We're coming in on a four-game winning streak, just swept the Wichita Thunder. You guys got to be feeling pretty happy here on the show today. Yeah, definitely feeling good about it. You know, Chiefs won the Super Bowl. You know, Mavericks four in a row. So, yeah, a lot to be happy about. All right, Coach, let's start with that week set. Or, well, actually, let's start before that. Excuse me, that road trip you guys had. It was four straight on the road, six straight across the Central Division. And before you guys hit that road trip beginning at the start of last week, you told me that this was a spot for the team to really come together. You've been battling all the injuries. Some guys have been out starting to get them back now but before that road trip a lot of guys from different teams are new this year guys from all across the world trying to come together what did that road trip really mean from a mindset standpoint for you guys yeah you know one of the things that that Wes and I really continue to try to emphasize with the guys is understanding February and March it's so important this time of year that not only you know do we band together but you know we've got a, a very challenging schedule in February and one of the good things is is we go on the road and sometimes when you go on the road from a team camaraderie standpoint it brings the guys together also when they go on the road all they have to focus on is hockey and so we knew going into that we definitely uh, um, you know injuries sickness you know call-ups we were a bit hamstrung but we knew that that was going to teach us a lot and we just needed to grind we needed to find a way to pick up points find ways to win games and through that experience that would build us and make us stronger more playoff gritty um and uh, you know one of the things that's nice is to face off against different teams sometimes we get so you know we continue to play you know the 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 tulsas the wichita's you know um the allens it was good you know we got up to uh, cincinnati played a great hockey team probably at that point the best forward group of uh, players we played all year uh, then we went into Toledo and saw a, a stacked Toledo uh, group that was uh, very healthy, very strong. Um, and then we went into Indy. And um, you know what? We came away with four points there. We battled all four games. Uh, loved the way our guys competed. Um, and we were able to build from that. Um, and so that was important not only from a, a team standpoint, but from a camaraderie standpoint from our men. Yeah, you guys picked up four points over that road trip. The win in Cincinnati on overtime was a big one. And then rebounding from the loss on Saturday against Indy and beating them 6-3 last Sunday. Coach Wes, obviously you know a lot of these guys as well on the team, helped bring them in with the relationships. Uh, what did it mean for that group to come out of that road trip with the four points? Uh, I've heard a lot of people around this team and organization say this is one of the more tit or close, tight-knit groups of the Mavericks this season. Uh, what has allowed the guys to come together out of that road trip? Well, I think, you know, anytime you have a success, I think that's something that brings a group together. And and, uh, and so, you know, not just success, uh, you know, the, the wins and losses, those are obviously important, but uh, success in the way that, that we play and start in, in almost in a belief in, in, in uh, our group and, and, and one another. And I think that's maybe what you saw uh, really starting to begin on that road trip. 
Um, obviously, getting off to a good start in Cincinnati was huge. Uh, it's something that Tad and I uh, stressed is, is anytime you get on, a, on a, a trip like that, you know, being able to, to get that first one is important, and we were able to do that. Uh, then you go into a, a, a tough Toledo barn, um, and uh, and there was uh, stretches of that game where I thought you saw some pretty good hockey, and then there's also some stretches where, uh, you know, where we didn't play uh, up to our standards. And, and so in a game like that, I think what's great is you can really uh, uh, reflect at the end of it, and you can go back on video and you can show, hey, this is where we're successful, and this is where we're, we're playing into our strengths, and these are areas that, uh, you know, that aren't allow us to have success. And so... Um, I think just out of that that four game set, you know, I think it, 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 it melt, uh, you know, our, our group melted together. Uh, I think they became a tighter knit group and, and 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 started to have a little bit of belief in, in our systems, our structure, and, and one another. And uh, and I think uh, you start to see the um, you know the, uh, um, the the results, you know, not just in that road trip, but but following it as well. Yeah, let's talk about that. Following that road trip, you guys come back home. Um, you won the one that finished off the road trip. Then you get three against Wichita, two at home, one on the road. But you guys just handled business against the Thunder and closed that gap. And with the Thunder, obviously, they just lost here tonight. So now you are, or last night, excuse me. So now you're still five points behind the Wichita Thunder for second place. How big of a series was that, Coach? That's a huge series. You know, one, we understand that for us to be successful and get to where we want to go, we need to be able to have divisional matchups. We need to we need to be able to win those divisional matchups. That's one of the things we look at. Um, and Wichita this year, uh, they've been very strong against us. Um, you know, and so one of the things we need to talk about is uh, how can we be successful against Wichita? They've had good goaltending. They're defensively very stingy. Um, and then one of the big parts is one we're able to get healthy. We're able to get some guys back. Uh, we we're also able to get healthy, um, and we really felt good coming on that road trip, coming off of that road trip, understanding if we structurally played the way that you know Wes and I preach that we can have success. Um, the guys buy in. The guys' execution has been excellent. And uh, I'll tell you what, the leadership. That's that's the area. Uh, the, the leadership. Really proud of how the guys kind of took control. They understood the expectations, not just playing 40 minutes of hockey, but playing 60 minutes of hockey. And then we've continued to have different guys step up to the plate. Um, scoring's been spread out. Um, we have three very deep lines, um, and then we've had excellent goaltending. And I'll say one of the areas I think has been you know, just uh, rock steady is our defense. Um, you know, I can't, I can't applaud you know, Wes enough what he's done with the D. You know, look at a guy like Tommy Muck stepping up, having a great series. Theo Calvis, uh, Mark McNulty, uh, Nathan Kanapke. Um, you know, just the, the defense, we've been stingier. We've been harder to play against, giving up less, uh, less uh, point blank uh, scoring chances against. Yeah, the four-game winning streak, the longest active streak in the ECHL right now. He talked about the defense. Coach Wes obviously mentioned Tommy Muck. He led all ECHL defensemen in points from January 8th to February 8th. Um, with working with that unit every day in practice, what defensively has worked so well over this win streak? Well, I think the first it's important. It, it's it, it's defense and defensively it's been good, but it's been a, f- a full team effort with that. And, and a lot of that starts with our forwards 200 feet from our net. And, uh, you know, uh, obviously you, you see the end results of plays uh, at our net, but uh, but to be able to uh, thwart that a lot of the times, it starts with good tracks that start in the offensive zone. And when pucks turn over, um, right now there's a lot of urgency from our forwards to get back and get above their guys. Um, identifying guys on the track 
um, you know, getting into guys, getting underneath guys, and it's those little habits that uh, that you want to just see over and over and over. And it's and like you know, it's not just the defense; it's all five guys on the ice. And and when when our forwards are tracking back hard like that, it, it makes things a little bit easier in our D. Um, and then uh, you know, and then it is on the D after that to make sure that we are hard to play against and we're stingy. And, and so, huge kudos to those guys as, as they've been really coming together pretty well. Um, and uh, you know, they've they've been doing a lot of good things. And and uh, you're starting to see some some individual results because of it. I mean, Tommy Muck, a guy that uh, uh, over the the last month of the season has been as uh, good offensively as any defenseman in the, the ECHL. And uh, and then on the flip side of things, a guy like uh, you know Theo Kelvis, the way that he's been able to just be uh, hard to play against and stingy and, and uh, you know plays with a little bit of an edge on the back end there right now and, and starting to come into his own and and uh, you know guys are really kind of finding themselves into some some roles that they feel comfortable with and finding a bit of an identity and and just really important that uh, that we continue to play to that because uh, you know for stretches you know that game on Saturday night's a great example we were really good for about the first 30 minutes and then we were also really bad for about 10 minutes of that we took our foot off the gas and uh, and uh, and we're playing to the way that we want to play and and uh, and we were able to regroup going into the third and kind of uh, uh, found our way out of that game playing 20 solid minutes and so uh, we just got to make sure that just as a group of five we continue with that and we'll have success going forward as well yeah there was a three nothing shutout win over the wichita thunder at home on saturday you beat them in overtime on the road on friday and then beat them on home back tuesday um, just over a week ago, five to one. Um, it's got to probably help to have a guy like Shane Sterrett in that, doesn't it? Obviously, just one goaltender of the week again. Only goaltender in the ECHL to do that twice this season. Yes, I mean one very, very, uh, very deserving of that accolade. Um, it, it doesn't surprise Wes and I. Uh, we knew uh, we knew coming into this that he was an outstanding goaltender. Um, had a lot of great hockey in front of him, uh, but he's just continued to excel. Um, some of the some of the saves he comes up with, you know, you know, he can kind of smirk at and just be like, "Did he really just get that?" He's fun to watch. You know, I can understand why the fans, you know, pay their money to come watch him. Um, great on and off the ice, but you know, he plays with a lot of swagger, a lot of confidence. Guys definitely, you know, love playing in front of him. They work for him, and I think that's one of the things that you really are beginning to see is guys competing for one another. Not only the you know you know stare at, but you know the D and the forwards. You know, West touched it on it with the forwards tracking back hard, the D being able to hold gaps, and then just understanding that we've got, you know, we've got a rock wall, you know, in between the pipes. And, uh, you know, that's given us a lot of confidence. And, uh, you know, it's good to see guys get celebrated and get rewarded because they're so deserving of it. You know, this year, Shane with both goalie uh, goalie of the weeks, you know, uh, McKenna with uh, all-star as well as player of the week, then Pascal LaBerge just goes to show you the talent of this group. Um, And there's more to come. Yeah, I'm going to mention a couple of names here offensively of guys who have stepped up, and you guys can kind of take that where you want and, and highlight guys of where you see need. But obviously, Hugo Waugh, four game goal streak, five goals in the last four games, you know, currently the longest streak in the ECHL. He had back to back game winning goals. Pascal LaBerge, ECHL Player of the Week from Jan 30th to February 6th. He had nine points during the four game road trip across the Cincinnati, Toledo, and the two. In Indy, and then obviously Keegan Howdeshell has stepped up in ways as well as Luke Stevens. Guys, uh, what did that mean when you guys were dealing with the injuries with some of the the leading scores that guys were able to step up? Well, um, 
just opportunity for those guys uh, was very important. And I think you, you know you, you look at a situation like that. It was a it was it was a, it was a tough situation for our group when you lose a lot of your top guys to injuries, when you lose a lot of top guys to to call ups. Uh, but what that forces is that forces some guys that that were maybe not quite in those elevator roles, playing on the third line, not getting quite the minutes as the top line guys, uh, to step into those roles and and. Uh, you know, start to carry the team, and 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 the the goods and the positive sides to that is is if they are able to do that, which they have been. Uh, you know, now you have an opportunity uh, for those guys to continue that success going forward. And and when you have a team that's deep, you know, when you have your top top line, second line, but now your third line's coming with. You know, we have Hugo Wog. You know, starting on the third line in Wichita with two goals that night. Uh, uh, you know, technically your third line, but you but you really have three lines that are rolling like that. It's uh, that's that, you know that's the stuff that, uh, of championship teams. That's the stuff of of teams that are able to have runs in the playoffs because they're that deep. And so um, I think that uh, you know a positive uh, out of those uh, you know the, those uh, tough times that we faced was it allowed guys like uh, Wazi and, and Keegan. And, uh, you know, guys that weren't in quite in those roles, even, you know, Ryan Harrison, who we'll get to speak with tonight, uh, was put into a role, an offensive role that he hadn't really seen much uh, earlier in the season and stepped up in just a huge way, scoring some big goals. And, and, uh, and so that's really been important for our club. You know, to add, to add on that, you know, you know, Wes had touched on, you know, Wazi and LaBerge, you know, uh, you know, how to show as well. I think three guys just down the middle that have been so vital. You look at Josh Lamon, look at Ryan Harrison, then Nick passage off and for a while there Lauren you Lauren you led as well those guys down the middle they brought so much not only not only offensively but defensively to the lineup you know being centers you know taking the minutes that they do you know just being rock steady defensively as well as you know offensively they've been uh, they've been sound for us very sound and uh, you know one of the things Wes and I always continue to talk about is is just finding the positive of every situation and uh, you know at one point we were very hamstrung with uh, you know the lineup, the roster, sickness, call up, so forth, but as he stated, and as, as we firmly believe, you know it's that as adversity makes us stronger, provides those players more ice time, and uh, as we got healthy and we knew this, you know we'd be a force to be reckoned with. So it, it, it's good to see. Now we just have to continue with it. Yeah, this team's had to adapt a lot um, in a bunch of different areas, like you mentioned, obviously with the injuries. And you've even seen guys like Josh Elms jump up at left wing and, you know, drop the gloves right off a faceoff. Uh, speak to the uniqueness of how this team's had to grow, especially over the last month. I think one of the things that we've really tried to do, um, and this goes back to the summertime, you know, Wes and I and, and uh, you know, Mike Kachani, all three of us had a lot of conversations with regards to the roster makeup. And uh, not only the roster, but keeping the guys together, you know, um, you know, creating that, that family. Um, we, we've had the least amount of movement in the ECHL this year. And one of the things is, is we do believe in the men that we have in the room. We believe in the leaders, but we also need to work through those things. And so, for example, you know, a forward goes down. Tommy Muck had stepped in, you know, a few times at forward. You know, he's a, you know, a leader on this team, and he does it without, without uh, any worry. You know, um, Josh Elms, you know, we need to add a little bit of toughness up front. You know, 10th, 11th forward, he steps up, gets in fights, protects his teammates. He's great on the forecheck, and he does it just because he wants to help out the team. It's those type of unselfish plays, um, you know, across the board. And, and there's several. There's several, you know, throughout. That speaks volumes about how much the guys care about one another, but how much they're willing to uh, sacrifice to be the best they can be. So you guys sweep Wichita. We mentioned it three in a row. Four-game winning streak, the longest in the ECHL. 
attendance has been very good at, at home this season. Obviously, the record reflects that as well, averaging more than nearly 3,200 fans per game, nearly 600 more fans per game than last season. We've had some big nights, obviously, Star Wars, New Year's Eve, affiliation night, and some more. What have you guys seen from your vantage point on the bench um, in these crowds that have really helped you guys to that top five home record in the league? Well, I mean, the energy that our crowd brings—it's been—it's been exciting. It's been electric. Uh, um, you know, it's uh, it's a uh, not just the, the in the pure numbers, but I think there's a there's a different energy with our the the fans this year, and, and I don't know what it is. Uh, it, it seems uh, you know there's a lot more kids at the games. I can tell you that it's really. Uh, um, it's really a, a family event, it almost seems like. When we're coming out of the locker room, there's 20, 30, 50 kids a lot of times giving our guys high fives as they're going out to the rink. And and uh, and, and just, you know, when, when we're scoring goals and, and when there's big plays, you know, it's, it's, it's not just, you know, just some claps. It gets really electric and exciting in there. And, and our guys feed off of that. And so um, it, it's just a, it's an energizing place. I think you can obviously tell it from our home record. We really enjoy being there. Um, our, our guys are, are appreciative of the fans, uh, but uh, you know I'll tell you what—it's an exciting time uh, to be a Mavericks, uh, you know, part of the Mavericks, and be a Mavericks fan for sure because it's uh, it's a fun building to play in right now. Yeah, I know. Even sorry, Coach. I know even your son Colin obviously has been very generous. Uh, we've used his little hockey kit out there on the concourse for some big games and. Even there's some more kids playing on that. There's a hockey game going on in the concourse while it's going on on the ice. Yeah, exactly, and that's what it's all about. I mean, uh, uh, you know, it gets people excited. A lot of these kids that, uh, you know, you never know, 20 years or 15 years from now, those uh, six, seven-year-olds, just because of being at those games. I know Tad could tell stories about when he was growing up in Yakima, Washington, and, and the inspirations that he had. And, and myself, I, you know, growing up in small town in Manitoba, and, and for me, it was just a senior men's team, you know. But, but going to those games and and those uh, those you know 25, 30-year-old guys that are playing there, those guys are my heroes, you know. And then that kind of inspired me going through. And so, uh, you know, you just never know the the, the next you know uh, NHL player that could come out of Kansas City, and that just because they were you know um, going to those Mavericks games just wide-eyed watching these guys uh, and just uh, being inspired by them yeah Ted you've been here for a few years now uh, as the head man in Kansas City what have you seen from the crowds this year obviously like we said that home record has really reflected that here this season yeah you know what I you know I can't stay state enough positives about our fan fan base I'll tell you what the guys love playing in front of it there's nothing like a Friday Saturday night at Cable Dahmer Arena We've got a great fan base with the Orange Army, and our guys love playing in front of it. And that's, you know, definitely, you know, seen with our home record. But, you know, as Wes stated, you know, we've seen a lot of kids, a lot of young kids. It's exciting to see that. Um, my tip, my hat, we tip our hat to our front office. Our front office has done a phenomenal job, not only, you know, via social media, but the posts they put out, the information they put out. Um, Mike Kachani has done an excellent job. You know, he stepped in here. He understood what he wanted to bring to this organization. And you know what? Uh, there's still a long ways to go. Um, you know, we've got to continue to put that winning product on the ice. But I'll tell you what, the, uh, the New Year's game, the affiliation game, um, the Star Wars game, uh, last Saturday, just such an electric, fun atmosphere. And our players feed off of that. You know, uh, we go around the league and, you know, guys know great places to be. And, you know, Kansas City's got a great tradition, great city, great hockey organization, great ownership. 
Um, it's a first-class operation, but I'll tell you what, one of the things that they talk about is that's a great atmosphere. That's a fun atmosphere at Cable Dawn Arena, and we just want to keep that going. Yeah, it's been a successful barn this season, 15-4-5 and five at Cable Dawn Arena, fifth most points recorded at home this season. They're ranked fifth right now in the ECHL on the power play at home this year as well, and 12th in the league on penalty kill, which is number eight at home. And the players talk about it too. They just love playing in this barn. What have you guys heard from them about playing at Cable Down Marina? Well, just that, you know, that they, they really feed off of it, and, and uh, uh, that's important. When, when your guys feel comfortable at home and when your guys are excited for those, those uh, big home night games, that's, uh, that, that's really important because, uh, you know, the road can be grueling sometimes, and uh, uh, you go on some pretty long road trips and you're away from, from home, and, and to always know that you've got that, that energy to come back to is, uh, is exciting. And so um, it's, it's cool. It's, uh, you know, you see a lot of new faces in the building, uh, a lot of just new hockey fans, I think, in general, and that's one thing that I've learned with playing playing in the league for as long as I have is, is you know, some people, they're like, oh, you know, I've never been to a hockey game before. I went to one, and I was hooked, and, and they, it's not that they necessarily know all the rules right away, but once you understand about two or three basic rules, you know, your offsides and your icings, and, and uh, hockey fans in general pretty welcoming people, and so, you know, they, they all of a sudden, they sit next to somebody that tells them a couple of rules and, and uh, explains a couple of the basics, and then they're just absolutely hooked and so to, to hear stories from people like that that you know a year ago maybe never been to a game and then uh, you know a year later they're uh, you know season ticket holders and, and just don't miss a game when we're at home or on the road and, and how much it's effect, affected their lives uh, in a positive way that's that's what that's really cool for, for dad and I as coaches to hear that stuff and, and that's really cool for our players as well. Now that we've set it up and we've discussed about the record at home the crowd and how much of a factor it's been it's going to need to be a factor maybe again this weekend. You guys have Idaho coming in the Steelheads at the top of the division with 74 points. Coach, it's a big weekend. Uh, where are you guys looking to focus on? You know what? It's a huge weekend. It's a great test for our hockey club. You know, if we want to be the best, we've got to take on the best. And right now, Idaho is that. Um, you know, definitely uh, very happy with our lineup, happy with, you know, the players that we've got going. We're playing good hockey. This is going to be a heck of a test. Um, you know, they're an offensive team. They're a, a team that has had a lot of success this year. Um, I'm, we're looking forward to, to them coming into our barn. Um, and I'll tell you what, we're going to continue what, we're, what our focus is, which is claw away at points, put 60 minutes of hockey out there, structurally be sound. And uh, this is going to be a great learning opportunity for us. Uh, we see Idaho eight times left in the uh, regular season. And uh, one of the things is, is, we're going to continue to have such a difficult, tough schedule that what it's going to do is it's going to mold us, it's going to shape us. You know, we're going to build, sharpen our sword through that adversity. And, uh, you know, I've, I've seen teams in the past, you know, Wes and I have had these conversations in the coach's office where, uh, you know, they, they, uh, they're too high up in the standings and then as the season goes on, maybe those games are less important to them. Every single game for us is a playoff point. And so we've got to continue to claw away at that. We've got to continue to be stingy. And that's really going to force us into be the best playoff team possible. Um, so this is a good thing. So we welcome this uh, Idaho team, and we welcome this adversity. 
Yeah, you got two at home against Idaho this weekend at Cable Dom Arena Friday and Saturday night. Then you guys hit the road for three in Florida and the Everblades at the top of the Central Division as well. So a tough road ahead, but it could be a positive road ahead for the Mavericks, who are on a four-game win streak. Last thing I want to ask you guys, Saturday night, part of that weekend against the Steelheads, is Miracle on Ice Night, specialty USA-themed jerseys from the 1980 game. Obviously a historic game, but a great movie as well. Uh, what are you guys? Uh, what do you guys think of when you think of that? Either the game or the movie. What, what's your takeaway on Miracle on Ice? You know, I was I was, I was born a couple days after uh, 1980 when the U.S. team won gold, and I remember my mom telling me stories about it. You know, Lake Placid when the movie came out. You know, that was so prevalent. Um, but I'll tell you what, that's just a story that uh, it's probably the greatest win in you know U.S. sports history. Um, you know, going against the Russians and um, it's just a phenomenal story. It'll be it'll be a cool event. It's a it's a you know the jerseys are pretty pretty unique and cool. It'll be fun to a fun thing to play with. Um, you know we've got half the team Canadians. You know half uh, half Americans. So we might have to educate the Canadians on, on the significance of it. But I, I think it'll be well done. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I just think of uh, you know just the the underdog story of it, and, and I think that's what's great about our sport is uh, you know there's some sports that uh, you know with. Uh, you know, you got your favorites and you got your underdogs, and, and a lot of times the the, the favorites uh, pretty much have full control of those games. And the thing with hockey is uh, uh, the the fine line that there is between uh, you know the the favorites and the underdogs, and uh, you know even more so today than then. But uh, to have a team that was uh, you know that was as big of an underdog as the Americans that year, and they go out and beat uh, that heavily favored team was pretty pretty awesome, pretty inspiring. And I think it probably really did a lot uh, for hockey. In the, the United States, and uh, probably had a big hand in, in, in propelling it to where it is today. Big night for the Mavericks on Saturday. Big weekend ahead against the Steelheads. Tickets are available. Visit kcmavericks.com or call 816 252 7825. Coaches, thanks for your time. Tad, I know you're coming back. You're going to join us for Shane Sterrett. We'll take our first break. When we come back, it's more Coaches Show right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Welcome back to the Kansas City Mavericks Coaches Show here on Sports Radio 810 WHB and live at Chicken and Pickle in Overland Park. Mavericks General Manager and Head Coach Tad O'Head is back to join us and alongside the reigning goaltender of the week in the ECHL, Shane Starrett. Shane, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. It's been a solid season, obviously, for you. Just 33 games played, or just a lot of games played, 33, 17-10-3 record, 2.79 goals against, .907 save percentage. Um, a big week as well against the Wichita Thunder, getting that shutout back on Saturday. For you, um, looking back on the season as a whole, how do you assess yourself here in your first season as a Maverick? Uh, I think it's been a pretty good start to the year so far, but I want to keep it going throughout the rest of the year. Um, you know, the team's been playing great, and, uh, you know, my numbers are a product of how well they've been playing in front of me. Yeah, for this team as a whole, obviously you see it from the net out. Um, gone through a lot of injuries, as we discussed. The lineup shifted a ton. But you guys have played mostly the same opponents outside of that road trip in the Central Division. How have you seen the growth of this team from your spot between the pipes? Yeah, you've seen a lot of uh, people going in and out of the lineup and a lot of guys stepping up in big situations. And, you know, the 
the lineup's been pretty uh, changing throughout this first half of the year, and we're hoping to see it steady. But you're seeing a lot of different guys come in and, uh, you know, play the hero in certain games. And uh, I thought we've done a good job progressing as a whole. Coach, you talked about when you have this guy in between the pipes, it makes your job a lot easier. Uh, speak to what you've seen from Shane this season and how big he's been for this team. Yeah, you know, it's a definitely a level of confidence. You know, when you have a goaltender like Shane in there, it definitely, you know, puts you at ease. Um, you always want to build teams from the from the goal out. And so, you know, uh, you know when we had side-chained this summer, we were very happy, very excited about, you know, not only, you know, signing him, but as, a, as the season's gone on, one of the things we've been so impressed with is just not only his confidence, but his aura in the room, uh, you know, how he gets along with his teammates, how he leads, you know, by example. And, and honestly, one of the things is just how lighthearted he is. You know, he takes the game so serious, and he, he, he's, he's excellent at his job. But he provides just a lightheartedness in the room that, you know, during practice days you need. You know, guys feed off of it. Guys enjoy it. Comes to the rink every day with a smile on his face, ready to work. And uh, I cannot tell you how important that is in a locker room. Um, you know, really enjoyed getting to know him as a person. And I'll tell you what, his teammates love to battle for him. They see him, you know, doing everything he can back there. Uh, we heard it on Saturday night. You know, guys were unhappy with the last 10 minutes of the uh, second period. Um, and they, you know, they knew, we, hey, you know, Shane's been doing everything back there. Let's step up for him. Let's compete for him. And then that's the right message. And, and when guys are pulling the rope together like that, great things can happen. So we talked about all the wins, the accolades, the goaltender of the week, not just last week, but twice this season, the only goaltender to do that multiple times in the ECHL. But something we didn't mention that's obviously a huge thing for you and obviously well-deserved, you signed a contract with Coachella Valley recently with the Firebirds of the AHL. Speak to that moment um, when that happened for you. Yeah, that was uh, was a pretty special moment getting that and uh, hearing that they wanted to sign me. It uh, was something that I was looking for uh, too when I came from Europe back over. I was hoping to get an AHL deal, and, you know, that didn't happen. But Riley and uh, Coach Tad here, they called me up, and they said this is a great opportunity here, and they were right. You know, the opportunity presented itself, and, you know, I just made sure I was putting in the work that would get me that opportunity. Yeah, obviously sounds like it was a goal for yours coming over. So from the start of the jump of the season with the Mavericks, um, you mentioned not having that starting the season. Uh, has that obviously helped you kind of fight throughout this year? I mean, 33 games is a, a lot of games played for a goaltender. I speak to it. Uh, a lot of games for you to play. Uh, what was that mentality throughout the year to work towards that contract? I mean, I played 53 games last year, so we're still 20 shy right now. So. I can handle the 33 games that I've played so far in uh, a lot longer of a span than I did last year. And uh, that's just been, it's been a great year so far, and I'm fortunate for the opportunity I had to come in here in the first place and fortunate for every opportunity that's coming forward. Coach, for you to see him get that contract in the AHL, I know you've spoken to it with me, but for our listeners, uh, how important was that, not only for Shane, but for you to see him get that accolade after all the work he's put in for this team? It, it, it means a great deal to Wes and I. You know, as an organization, one of the things that we pride ourselves on is we want our guys, you know, to continue to matriculate, continue to have success, not only individually but as a team. Um, and it, it means even more when they're so deserving of it. You know, uh, you know Shane, you know, he, you know he, he jokes about it, but, no, he's serious. He played all 53 games last year. Matter of fact, I thought it was 56, but 53. And, um, 
you know, he kept a, a team, a very, uh, you know, he kept Glasgow in every battle, you know, because of him. And so we, we knew what we were bringing in when he came here. And, um, you know, he, he's kept us in every battle. And um, to see him get rewarded with that contract um, means a lot. It just it goes to show that, you know, someone who's doing things the right way, who's competing, who's coming to work every day, he's getting rewarded. And, uh, you know what, we were, uh, uh, we were big advocates of him. You know, to Coachella Valley, and Coachella Valley has liked him since day one. Even when we signed him on ECHL contract, uh, you know, they were interested in bringing him in into uh, camp. Very, very deserving. Uh, he earned it all, and uh, he's going to continue to have success. And, you know, uh, we're proud of him. So whether it's 53 or 56, it's 33, obviously, this year. What about your game and your work ethic? Obviously, not just on the ice, but off the ice in the weight room has helped you uh, kind of for that longevity of the season? I think just, uh, you know, just making sure I'm getting in there and doing everything I got to. You know, a lot of mobility work, riding the bike and keeping that conditioning up, and, you know, it all just works for me. All right, for you, you've had also some saves of the week in the ECHL as well and some real highlight ones. The one that sticks out for me against Wichita this week, diving across with the pad all the, to get that save on. I mean, when I saw it, it was like, Coach said, did, did he really get that? You know, you kind of question it for a second, but then you're like, nah, that's Shane Starrett back there. Of course he got it. Do you have a highlight of yours that's your favorite from the season? Uh, no, not really, to be honest with you. You know, I, I never give up on a save. And, uh, you know, sometimes you get, you get one like that where you can just kind of dive across and you get it. And, you know, I was fortunate to get that one, and hopefully I can keep that luck going. Coach, do you have one that sticks out to you that, that Shane made? Obviously the one I mentioned, but if there's any that come to mind. Yeah, my favorite save is always the last save he's made. And so uh, and I'm going to continue to keep it that way. But, um, no, you know what, as a coach, you, you're watching, you're, you're keeping track of everything going on. But as I said, there are some where I just kind of smirk. And I'm like, yeah, you really came up with that. Um, you know, but, yeah, no, his last save, that's my favorite one. Can't go wrong with that answer there. I just want to look at the last three against Wichita. Obviously all wins. Only uh, four goals against in the last three games. That obviously stands out. But going back to Tuesday night a week ago against Wichita, 37 saves, 36 or 36 saves, excuse me, on 37 shots, and then 24 for 24 on Saturday. What was working for you against Wichita? Obviously, a high-scoring team in this division, and they've had the best of the Mavericks early on, as we mentioned. But what kind of flipped for not just you but the team in this week? Uh, I thought uh, for me it was just kind of keeping it simple and uh, for the team I thought Tad's lads did a real good job at just sticking to the structure and sticking to the game plan and uh, executing it perfectly and you know that's why we came out with three wins we just had a game plan we went in with it and we executed yeah and coach you mentioned when he's making the saves back there the team's like hey he's he's getting us going here we got to step up on the other end how does that help the guys offensively kind of gain momentum off that well, you know, I think the thing is, is that when we focus defensively on doing things the right way, that generates offense. We don't need to cheat offense. Offense will come. We've got an offensively potent team. You look at our lineup, we've got a lot of offensive talent, so that'll come. But what we have to do and what we what we struggled with at times at early part of the season is we, we focus so much on generating offense, we weren't taking care of things at home. Championship teams, strong playoff teams, they focus defensively, you know, from their goal back and so um you know i I think you know 
with Shane doing his job, then our D understanding, hey, listen, we're going to be taking sticks, boxing out, we're going to be holding lines, our forwards, we're going to be responsible, working from above, getting into our man, tracking hard. Then you begin pulling the rope in the same direction and you have team success. And, um, you know, you look at any successful organization team, that's what they do. Everyone executes their job. And, uh, you know, exactly how Shane just said, he comes to work every day, he executes his job. He's got that discipline and understanding that he's going to execute his job. We have to have that same mindset across the lineup, which we're, we are building. Talking about mindset, Shane, obviously you have the right mindset and you've been stellar all season, but specifically this week. But now you get Idaho coming to town this weekend. Haven't seen them yet, so that presents a challenge in itself, but then you know what the Steelheads have done all season for you, what's your mindset heading into this weekend against Idaho? No, just keep doing what I've been doing. You know, it doesn't matter what team we're playing. I want to go in there playing with some confidence and keeping it simple and doing everything I can to give this team a chance to win. And that's how I go into every game. I just want to give the team a chance to win. It doesn't matter, you know, if I'm giving up three goals or no goals. As long as the team has a chance to win at the end of the night, then I'm doing my job. What's the most unique challenge when facing a new team, though, either if you're looking at film or trying to adjust on the fly and you get used to them there in that first period, how they want to attack the net? What is that process like for you in between the pipes? For me, I'll, I'll go look and see how they've scored a lot of their goals for and uh, kind of a pre-practice, kind of run a couple drills that will kind of simulate how they've been scoring a lot of their goals. Some teams, you know, they have a good power play, and I'll work on just moving that a typical team on a power play would do for Wichita they like kind of doing short little passes on the rush and like that and so I'm you know design a drill like that so I can just prep for it prep for how they get you know most of their offense from master in studying the game and your reigning ECHL goaltender of the week Shane Sterrett and Mavericks head coach Tad O'Head thank you for joining me again for the second segment when we come back we'll have forwards Ryan Harrison and Luke Stevens on the final segment here from Chicken and Pickle live on Sports Radio 810 WHP Welcome back to the Kansas City Mavericks Coaches Show, live from Chicken and Pickle in Overland Park and on Sports Radio 810 WHB. I'm Alex LeMay, now joined alongside two forwards on the Mavericks hockey team, Luke Stevens and Ryan Harrison. Guys, how are we doing today? Good. Yeah, doing good, thanks. Team's doing great as well, a four-game winning streak. I'll start with you, Luke. What does it mean for this team right now? It's the longest active streak in the ECHL and your guys' longest winning streak of the season. Yeah, it's been good. Um, you know, we're playing really well right now, and it's always uh, it's always fun to win, so it makes coming to the rink a little bit more fun. And, um, yeah, the guys are great. Everyone Everyone's playing really well, and we're doing it as a team too. We get contributions from up and down the lineup, which – which also uh, keeps everyone involved. So, um, yeah, it's been great. It's been a lot of fun. So you've been a new member of this team for the Mavericks this season. Uh, what does it mean to have not only just a guy like Ryan Harrison but other guys who have returned from the Mavericks? They're used to it here in Kansas City and the culture that's built. Uh, what has that meant for you as a new player on this unit? Yeah, it helps for sure, um, especially playing with him on my line um, a little bit this year has been been helpful too, just older guys that have been around the league a long time and obviously he's had success in the league he's won a couple championships in this league so um leaning on him with advice and other guys like loren Ulett that have been here for a long time definitely helps 
Harry, for you, obviously, you're back with the Mavericks this season. New group, but you guys uh, spoke to how close you guys are as a unit. Uh, what's it meant for you with this new team this year? Yeah, I think uh, <clears throat> that was the main things I think Tad and, uh, and West did in the summer was uh, trying to recruit not only uh, great hockey players, but uh, great people as well. So it's been pretty seamless in the dressing room this year. Everyone gets along great. And uh, yeah, like Luke said, it's really fun to come to the rink. He mentioned for you as well, you are a two-time Kelly Cup champion with Colorado in 2017 and 18. For you, what do championships teams need to have to kind of get over that hump there as they make a ride towards the playoffs, but then to ultimately finish it off as you have a couple times? Yeah, not only uh, depth throughout the throughout our lineup, but uh, great goaltending, and that's what we've got lately from uh, Shane Sterrett. And, uh, you know, our, our forwards, our defense, and obviously Shane, uh, I think that's you know, it's a great recipe for success when uh, when that's all clicking. And uh, as we've seen lately, that's what's been happening. Yeah, so when you look at this team with the things that you've mentioned, uh, what do you think, obviously, for this unit going forward can be a big difference maker? The schedule gets tougher here in February, but we mentioned the win streak. What's been working, and what can you guys continue to do offensively? Um, I think just, like I said, our depth, uh, all our lines can can contribute, and we've done a lot of pre-scouts uh, on the other teams and uh, just knowing their tendencies and uh, how we can kind of adapt uh, to how they play and how we can uh, and expose them uh, has been huge. And, Luke, for you, your head coach, Tato Head, says you're kind of coming into your own as of late. You've had a couple of big games and some big goals. What's been working for you as of recently? Yeah, I think um, just trying to uh, – it took me a little while to get my feet under me a little bit to start the season. Um, some weird injuries came up, and, you know, just kind of battling through those. But now I feel good, and, uh, yeah, I'm playing with good players, and I'm just trying to I'm just trying to play my game and, and do, what, do what makes me successful and, and what helps the team win. And, um, you know, I think a big part of it is just kind of moving my feet and making sure I'm skating all the time. And, um, you know, when I'm doing that, I think, you know, I think I can be tough to handle. So – just uh, continue to do that and um, try and play the right way and help team win. You spent time at Scranton Wilkesbury with the Penguins in the Utica Comets up in the AHL. Uh, how has that kind of helped you in this process? You're also up at camp with Coachella earlier. Uh, what's that been like for you? Yeah, it's uh, you know it, it helps. I think you know when you're up there, you can kind of learn from guys that have played in uh, the American League and even the National Hockey League for a little while so um, you know I think the biggest thing is just kind of learning you know how to manage yourself as a pro and um, you know that was big in, in Wilkes-Barre and um, and in Utica there was a lot of good players I played on some, a really good team in Utica last year so that that really helps just me mature as a pro and um, and you give me a little confidence you know when you when you can kind of hang up there with some of those guys and you come down here and play well it just gives you a little confidence so um, but I think the biggest thing is just trying to learn from guys that are up there and how they carry themselves um, day in and day out. We've talked a little bit about this before, but, of course, I grew up 15 minutes from yeah. Utica, so i got to ask you, uh, what was your favorite dish? There's a lot of good eating up there. Yeah, I like the uh, I like the chicken riggies. That was my favorite. We always got those uh, pregame or whatever they had, that Del, uh, that Delmonico's. That was so yeah. Monaco Steakhouse, yeah. very good. Yeah, that was that was a big one for us. So uh, chicken riggies for sure. And riggies is the right answer there. Great yeah. Dish. <laughs> All right, Ryan, for you as well. You played professionally in Italy, Slovakia, and Sweden. What's different here in the states? You've played here as well, obviously. Won the two Kelly Cups. What's different from overseas and here? 
Um, I think over here it's uh, it's a bit more of a grind. The schedule is a bit more grueling, but uh, it also makes it uh, a little more competitive. Um, you know, we play like that uh, last week, five games and seven nights. Uh, it's hard, but it it makes you compete, makes you battle, and kind of brings everyone everyone into the battle together. And uh, I think that's what kind of over here there seems to be more close close knit teams, and uh, that's probably the biggest biggest difference. Let's talk about close-knit teams. You guys just swept Wichita, who had kind of got the best year early in the season, but you guys swept them 3-0 and this week. Uh, mm-hmm. There are a lot of bad blood out there on the ice, too, towards the end of that game on Saturday. What's it like playing the Thunder this year? Yeah, I, obviously, I don't think we like each other that much. Uh, it's a pretty good rivalry. Um, obviously, the distance, we're pretty close to them, and, uh, and also we're in the same uh, division in the Mountain Division, so... Uh, yeah, we don't like each other, and we definitely love uh, love sweeping them for this week. But uh, we we got to look ahead here. Idaho is going to be a really good test, and uh, and yeah, we'll go from there. Luke, you're new to this Mountain Division so far. You faced all the teams, well, except Idaho. We'll see them mm-hmm. this weekend. Uh, what's a matchup that you look forward to playing in this Mountain Division? I think um, when you play a good team like Idaho, I think they're the best team in the league right now. So I think it just presents a good challenge, and these are the games that you know that are fun. You know, you don't necessarily get up for some uh, some games against lower level opponents on a Wednesday night but when you play Idaho Friday Saturday like those are fun games to play in and everyone's going to be fired up and it's going to be a great test to see where we're at as a team um, you know I think everyone's really looking forward to it so um, it should be awesome all right I'll go to you Harry you've been here like we said last season your second year back with the Mavericks atmosphere has been amazing this year not that it wasn't last year but it's been taken to another level this season for you how big is that not only all year but heading in against a team like idaho how big is this crowd in mavs country oh we our team loves playing uh playing in uh, mavs country here our, our fans have been awesome obviously and uh you know guys talk on the bench about all oh, this place is is gonna erupt when we get another goal here or you know get the first goal of the game so it gives us a huge boost uh, against an opponent like idaho coming in um See how we're just going to try and ride this momentum and see what happens. Luke, for you, what's this crowd been like this season um, with that home record? Again, we mentioned, I'll mention it again, 15-4-5 at Cable Dama Arena this season. Fifth most points recorded at home for any ECHL team. Yeah, the fans are awesome here. It's it's a great place to play. Um, you know, like Harry said, it gives you a little boost and gives you a little more urgency to go out there and do something that that'll get the crowd going like a big goal or you know a big play or something that that'll really get the the team and the crowd into it and um yeah it's it's really fun and not only do you guys get to hear them while you're on the ice we just had our last post game skate of the season after that shutout win on saturday against wichita so you guys get to be out there with the fans at the end of the game what's that experience like yeah that's fun too especially you know you see little kids around buzzing around out there in the skates and signing autographs and just trying to give back to the to the people that that show up every night and support you. Whether you know we've had some some pretty bad games too that they've been there. So um, you know through thick and thin they've been there, and um, it's always fun to kind of give back. Harry, for you getting able to skate with the fans, we've got guys have also done some community events, a skate out at Line Creek. Obviously, you guys are also at some other spots as well throughout the community. Got some more coming up. What's that been like uh, being able to give back to this community and this fan base? Yeah, it's huge. Um, it's it's great to not only give back, but kind of get to know um, fans and obviously the kids and stuff that are out there on the skates. Um, it's fun, you know, you're signing autographs for kids. It's kind of what you do it for. I remember when I was a kid looking up to, you know, junior hockey players, pro hockey players, and uh, and meeting them. I remember how uh, 
how sweet of a thing it was. So it's cool to kind of be in those shoes now as an older guy. And, uh, yeah, it's fun. It's awesome. Well, thanks, guys, for joining our final coaches show. Forwards, Ryan Harrison and Luke Stevens, guys, thank you for joining the thank show. You. Big weekend up ahead in Mavs country. We need your help again, fans. Friday and Saturday night against the Idaho Steelheads. Live from Cable Dom Arena. Puck drop at 7.05 p.m. Tickets for both nights are available. Visit KCMavericks.com or call us at 816-252-7825. Miracle on Ice night, Saturday night as well. We need your help, fans. We'll see you at the Cable Stable Friday and Saturday night. Special thank you to Chicken and Pickle here in Overland Park and Sports Radio 810 WHB all season long for our Coaches Show. I'm Alex LeMay signing off one last time for the Kansas City Mavericks Coaches Show.